Welcome into the Low Post Pod, the week six podcast after another great week. I'm your host, Christian Martinelli, here with Kyle and Matt once again. Um, ready to get right into it. You guys get to see some great games, and we're going to start with the game of the week. Uh, an unbelievable game. I think some some feelings were hurt. Some people thought maybe it was going to be a boys' bowl. That was the game of the week, but this was the game of the week. Um, Werewolves versus Lob City, and it definitely lived up to it. Uh, this was a game that was just absolutely electric. Heard from people that were there. I watched all the highlights. Crazy back and forth game. And the Werewolves with an unbelievable win uh, coming back from the dead, honestly, after being 0-2 to start the season. Now they're 4-2 with some unbelievable wins back-to-back weeks. 90-83. to Guys, how are the Werewolves continuing to do this? Because this is starting to get pretty – amazing honestly this is a team that everyone was really writing off and even till last week they were seventh in our power rankings and now we're looking at a team that's you know fighting for the second seed yeah I was just gonna say real quick Kyle Kyle, I'm gonna just say something quick and I'm gonna let you take the lead here because me and uh Christian were talking you you said it you said the werewolves were gonna win and you were right and I, I I thought Lob City was gonna have this one but I was just going to say the werewolves are just getting hot at the right time. They got um, players in like Will Watkins and, and Gino Forty who were averaging maybe 10 or less, you know, coming into this game, still good players, but they're stepping up here, combining for 33 against Lob City, which is a team of trees, really, a bunch of tall, big guys. It's not easy to score on them. Brian Heston, you know, he's going to get you. He had 27, but – they're, they were just getting hot at the right time. Again, I wish I could have saw this game live because I'm sure it was crazy. But I'm all in on the werewolves going forward. I mean, the Duyes boys obviously pose a gigantic threat. They haven't lost, and they're not slowing down. But when it comes uh, – again, werewolves and Lob City play each other ten times. It might be five and five. But uh, I'm excited for the werewolves. I'm all in on them. Well, I mean – Brian Heston is doing his thing. Uh, I said he was going to have another big game, and he did just that. He almost put up a triple-double, which I don't think anyone has done uh, this year. He's the closest to do it. He was only two assists away. A little sloppy with the turnovers. Uh, He got four last game. Definitely got to calm down a little bit, though, with that. But he he did his job defensively. He was responsible for essentially – because I count blocks as turnovers in my eyes. Uh, cause you failed to really do anything there. So he basically was responsible for six, uh, possessions. He stopped, um, for lob city. So he basically had 27 shooting 60% from the field, which is fantastic. Uh, we know those were all layups and stuff though, but he's fantastic at doing it. Uh, he made his free throws when he needed to, he got the rebounds when he needed to, because as we said, lob city, they're tall people. We expect them to get a lot of rebounds. But when you're scrappy, you box out, you do the basic basketball stuff that you're taught when when you're a beginner, you win games. And that's what Brian Heston is doing. He's being a team player. Yeah, I think I think this is a lot about Heston and a lot about the werewolves. They they really started to just um, like in boxing, they say when you're going all out, like you bite down on your mouth guard. That's kind of what like the werewolves are doing now. They're, they they bit down on their mouth guard and they're throwing haymakers. And you know what? They're knocking out some of the some of the best uh, contenders in this league right now. Um, it really was unbelievable win. You know, I always felt like the werewolves would keep this game close, but I never envisioned them coming out on top. 
Um, and, you know, back-to-back weeks, beating the Ozone Boys, beating Lob City, they put themselves in an unbelievable position here to possibly end up being the two seed. Um, and that brings me in. We'll spend a little extra time on this game because it's there's so well, many. Like, b- before we, before yeah. we go to the next game, I just want to congratulate Brian Heston. Uh, I checked on the uh, the votes for player of the week. He's smoking everybody like that's his competition. <laughs> he has he had like a thousand. The closest person to him in second place had only had like 50. So congratulations, yeah. Ryan, your player of the week. I don't know what's going on with the voting. It's, it's a little out of, out of whack here, but uh, Heston definitely deserves to be player of the week. And I wasn't even going to move on yet because this game has such big championship, um, you know, connections. Like you can definitely see both of these teams being champions. So I wanted to talk about Lob City a little bit here. What's been going on with them? You know, it doesn't seem like they've been playing their best ball the last few weeks. Um, you know, Jose Mercado still doing his thing. Um, Nuri's still doing his thing. Uh, but then after, you know, Greg Holt had a good game as well, but you know, they just seem to be struggling to uh, close some of these teams out. So why do you guys think that is? And can they do it in the playoffs? I mean, the thing with the Lob City, and I think we saw it against the halfway crooks, was they kind of they went into that game underestimating their opponent a little bit, and then they had to do a, a little extra work, more work than they probably would have liked in the fourth quarter to make up for it. And, you know, that might have been the case with the werewolves too. I mean, although the werewolves were coming in hot and definitely, definitely a better team, but definitely a better team than halfway crooks. Um, they probably just underestimated them. And then with the werewolves, if you underestimate them from the jump, you can't come back from that against halfway crooks. You know, you're most likely able to do that. So I, I think that might lob city, maybe just having a little bit of lack of focus. Um, compared to some of those top teams that we see, like like Duye boys, they come out every single night. They don't care. They got their foot on the gas all game for 40 minutes. And maybe that's what Lob City's lacking right now. For me, I think Lob City just lacks um, a very simple structural game plan because we see it clearly with the wer- with um, the werewolves. They like to go down low and they like to do backing down layups uh, fadeaways and stuff like that because you know that's that's your strong suits with Lob City. Uh, well, because that they can do everything, uh, we kind of seen like a lot of mysteries right here. Like they missed 20 last game, uh, they're also missing a lot of shots, so they got to stick to one thing and run with it. And then if that gets stopped, flip it and stick with that thing. It, it's, it's just consistency, simply, yeah. Yeah, I see Lob City kind of like I, – I think a good comparison is like Team USA versus France in, in the Olympics. Like Lob City, I see as Team USA. It's um, a team of individuals while the werewolves would technically be France. It's a um, – you know, it's more team-oriented basketball, I just feel like. Um, and once Lob City can figure it out because they have so much talent, I think, you know – they have the ability to be champions, but I think right now, I, I don't know if they're playing good enough team oriented basketball. I don't know if they're playing hard enough because, you know, last week, obviously we saw what a, how close they came to, to losing a game they should never lose. And then this week, you know, not to say anything bad about the werewolves because they're obviously a great team, but you know, they're definitely expected to win that game and they couldn't get it done. So we'll see what Lob City does here in the future. Uh, they got to get it together real quick because, you know, this is this is really when the games matter. So uh, to move on from that game, we gave it plenty of time. 
Uh, let's get on to the, the reigning champs going against the Ozone Boys. This was another unbelievable game. Um, you know, two of Kyle's favorite teams here. Um, and and Duye's Boys, I think we set like a 10-11 point line for this game. Duye's Boys comes on top by 12, 82 to 70. Um, I don't really think it was as close as maybe the final scoreboard said, but you guys let me know because you saw this game. Yeah, me and Kyle both saw this game live, and honestly, I expected the Ozone Boys to put up a little bit better of a fight than they did. And I think you're exactly right about the the score because at one point, Kyle, if I'm not mistaken, the the lead was approaching at 30s. It was in the 20s at multiple points in the second half. Um, yeah, go ahead if you're. Yeah, ready. there was time. This is a clearly a strange game, and uh, I don't really know how to make make it out for either of these teams. Like. Obviously, Duye boys did win, though, but this is definitely a game that they didn't want to win because they know they could have won by more, and they basically allowed allowed this game to be won by 10 points. They had a 25-point lead at one point in the game, and then, you know, a little bit down the road, it, it, the game actually went into single digits, and um, I didn't really know what to expect. I mean, maybe the Ozone boys might actually give Duye boys first loss of the season, um, and then the Duga boys clutched up um, down at the end, though. But this is definitely not uh, a game I'd be proud of if I was the Duguay's boys. Like, you guys know you could win by a lot more. You've had no problem winning most of your games by 20-plus points, um, especially because a lot of the players didn't really shoot that well. They mostly went back and forth between the Hogan brothers, and then he had Jason coming into the picture providing a little bit, though. But it was mostly just two guys doing everything and just going right by them. The, the, the Defensively, they got to step up a bit. Yeah, it didn't seem like what the Ozone Boys that were, that were known for, like the Ozone Boys last week that brought the Werewolves to overtime. Like, this was a different team. They seemed a little more tired. Uh, you know, Q2 and Volpe, Tartaglia, and shout out Brian Yarsi, 15 points. He had a good game in particular. But they were just running up and down nonstop, and they do it with not too many subs. Shane Patrick and Anthony Verducci didn't have great games at all, but the Ozone boys just seemed a little tired, not getting back on defense. They were frustrated in huddles. I could see them talking. And it, um, Q2 and Volpe just proved to be too much, especially in like one-on-one ISO situations. Like they can make threes and just score at will. One of the things I did notice in this game, the Ozone boys, uh, when they had the ball underneath the basket on an inbound, they did this about at least four times in the game. They they threw so soft passes. It went right to the Duguay's boys, and they went on a transition. They can't do that. You gave the Duguay's boys free points, and you have John and Vincent running down together with <laughs> Tertagula. Right? How, do you, how do you expect them not to score and mess up? Come on, Ozone boys. You got to do better than this. Yeah. You go, Matt. What are you saying? A little bit of a shot there at the Ozone boys, Kyle. Yeah, what's up with that? Those are your boys. Yeah. It'd be, there were mistakes that uh, that should have not happened, and they happened. Big Richard, man, 69, doesn't like seeing uh, Duye's boys come out on top. So, uh, yeah, you can't give Duye's boys extra possessions. Like you guys said, Kutu, Volpe, uh, again, they're putting up 27, 25, respectively. Those are less than their averages, so – um, just two obviously unbelievable players. And um, even though Shane Patrick, he, he, he didn't play the first half, I don't believe, and he uh, didn't really have much impact on the game. 
I just got to bring up his uh, after the game, his post game interview with the the tech me over his mouth is just hilarious. Um, you know, Shane known to maybe grab a tech here or there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you know, it's always comedy, especially with the with the boys bowl and uh, Dewey's boys comes out on top again. I think it was o- it was only ironic that I had to do the uh, interview for them. So yeah, that's it, dude. You're gonna. You're not going to be looking great if they end up winning this championship again. That's all I know. <laughs> oh, well. What can you do? That's it. Mickey Let's Mouse skip. Championship. <laughs> sure. <laughs> skip, the Skip Bayless of Legacy League, Kyle Finn. Uh, all right. Moving on to uh, another game. Um, maybe not the game everyone was really looking forward to, but a really good bounce-back game. Halfway Crooks building off their momentum. Uh, in their loss from last week, they beat down the Mambas 88 to 61. Um, you know, it, it really was never, never close. It was like 15 points at half. They continued uh, to just keep building that lead as the game went on. Uh, Mambas, I'm sorry to say that win isn't coming. Halfway Crooks, great game. Uh, they had one, two, three, four, five guys in double digits, everyone besides uh, Commissioner Joey. Um, but really a, a good showing from them in a game they should have won. Joey, I need you to score po- more points, my man. Two of six from three. Yikes. But um, I got to give it to the halfway crooks. Um, I thought this game was going to be a lot closer. Um, I think, I, yeah, I had the Mambas win. I think this we had this as like a toss-up or at least, uh, at least halfway crooks winning by a little bit. We were not expecting to win by almost 30. Uh, it was unbelievable how they were just simply bullying the Mambas. Yes, they only had four players on the floor. I mean, one bench guy. And uh, the team was getting tired. You saw, um, I forget who it was, though, but there was a few players on the Mambas that were just getting frustrated. Uh, and they looked like they were trying to actually, they realized that it was their best chance to win a game. And they know that, Every time that a turnover happened um, or like a missed shot happened, they know like each time it just hurt to see that happen because they know the lead was just getting bigger and bigger. And uh, I I feel for the Mambas, uh, it sucks to not win a game. And I don't really have much confidence that they will win against Lob City next week unless Lob City decides to (laughs) rest all their players. Uh, I feel bad for the Mambas, but congratulations to the halfway crooks. You guys are uh, making a lot of noise, and uh, I wish you guys the best next week. Yeah, uh, the Mambas just don't have the defense, in my opinion. I mean, the halfway crooks, Brandon Sweeney was just going to work. Lincoln had a good game. Um, I'm not sure what they had. um, I don't even know his name, but they had someone come late and even have a jersey on, and he was still dominating everybody. I mean (laughs) – I like the uh, the crooks are a very tall team, and the Mambas are much younger and they have shorter guys. I mean, John Gyra, if you can shout out one name on the Mambas, he had twenty eight. He's definitely you know their best player. Does the majority of their scoring, but I mean, that team's just not going to pick up a win in this league. This league is too competitive. Um, they know, they don't got the defense, in my opinion, to handle anybody and. Honestly, my last thing I'm going to say is I need, like Kyle said, I need, I need Joey to hit, hit double digits before the season's over. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking for Joey to step it up here. Joey Coro's doing his part. The other Joey's going to do his part. Um, 
a lot of, you know, very low scoring games. I got to see double digits one time out of the commissioner. I know he's a busy man, works all day, lots of stress running this league, people getting thrown out, people getting tapped. Take it out on the rim, Joey. Yeah, come on. He had a few open threes. He just simply missed them. Uh, Joey said he was such – I'm a hot sh- – uh, I'm such like a fire shooter and stuff. Stats aren't, the stats are not showing that. I want to see some aggressiveness out of him. Get to the rim, especially like a team like the Mambas. They they have no rim presence whatsoever. Any decent big man will eat him up. So, um, yeah, pretty much that's it for the Mambas. Good effort. They've kind of played a Mickey Mouse schedule, to be honest, and they had a lot of chances to win. Uh, but, you know, it just never happened. Uh, halfway Crooks, you know, showing some life here these last few weeks. We'll see what happens. Um, I definitely think they're a team that can maybe squeak out a playoff win depending on the matchup. But after that, that's that's pretty much it. Um, they have a difficult um, matchup next week. Yeah, it's, it's going to be tough for them. But if they're they're one of those teams that might be able to shock someone if Brandon Sweeney plays that way. Um, and shout out to his great game. He's going to get basically he's going to lose uh, Player of the Week by about a thousand votes. Um, but he, he definitely deserved to be in the conversation. So that's something at least. Um, all right, and and now, I mean, the next game is, is just a forfeit. Uh, Sin City, again, we talked about this. Who knows if they're going to show up. They didn't show up. It actually really sucks. Um, it, it sucks for the guys in the league because, like we already said, this is already a condensed season, um, and now some of these teams are only going to play seven games instead of the eight games that you were, you know, permitted to play. Um, you know, Sin City, it's not great. Uh, back-to-back weeks not showing up. So the Warriors, you know, they've been playing good ball. We, I think all of us picked them to win, uh, and they did win 2-0. So um, what are you going to do? My man, Henry, my man Henry quit the, with the yeah. one basket. On no shots. That's actually very impressive. <laughs> um, but, yeah, what are you going to do? Hopefully Sin City shows up next week. I talked to Joey. He said they're expected to show up next week. So uh, let's just hope so. Um, For the sake of the league. What's that? For the sake of the league. Honestly, yeah. It just sucks for everyone else. So hopefully they show up. If not, maybe we'll throw Kyle Finn out there and see him get dunked on a few times. Me and Kyle take on. (laughs) Uh, It's going to be interesting uh, when they play next week because they're going to have back-to-back days. So it's going to be seeing it's going to be interesting to see I mean if they do show up Tuesday which I hope that 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 they do uh how they manage their energy um in between that 24 hour period between yeah. our last week and starting the playoffs. Rest or rust it's the big question and I guess we're going to find out. Um all right, now moving on to one of the most shocking outcomes that I've seen in a while. Uh we were kind of predicting good you to maybe win this game by 15 to 20 points. Um, and it just didn't happen. Now we got to preface this before we start. Good. You did not have Brendan Degnan. They did not have Matt St. Hours. Um, I'm not sure if they were missing another contributor, but they were missing their two undoubtedly best players. Um, but you really can't take anything away from the Orcas here. They found their offense. They found some life after, you know, hardly being able to score the last few weeks. Um, and they absolutely destroy good you 81 to 48. This was just an unbelievable kind of shocking win as good. You can't score whatsoever in this game. And Orca's is able to score at will. It seems like, uh, 
what happened here? And I mean, it's not looking great for Good U now. There, it's back to back losses. Yeah, Good U obviously lost last week to DA's boys. I think it was, mm-hmm. and now um, losing to the Orcas is obviously not a good look. They fall to three and three again. A team like Good U, I really think if they make playoffs and they got all their guys there, I think they can beat anybody on any given night. And they're a deep team, and they have very good chemistry. And I feel like if a couple guys aren't there, that's going to throw things off. So I'm not too worried about them. I still think very highly of them. Do I think they're better than Duye's Werewolves in, in Lob City? Probably not. They'd probably sit at fourth for me in an overall standing. But, you know, shout out to Orcas for – if, if they're ever going to have opportunity to bounce back, it's going to be against a team that's missing its best guys. So good for them to see some balls go in the basket. And but overall, I'm not too worried about good. You. I got to get WD 40 for good. You, my God, these are some ugly numbers that I'm looking at. And, uh, I kind of feel bad for good. You, I gave them some advice on the orcas and, uh, I specifically told, uh, Nick Messi and, uh, Sorry for the advice that I gave. It clearly uh, did not go in your guys' favor, though. But, yeah, this is good to see the Orcas getting back to their um, to how they should be playing. Uh, this is numbers that we expect them to drop because we see them that they have the height. They definitely snagged rebounds like crazy. They doubled almost the amount for good you. And this is something that we should be seeing from the Orcas every, every game that they play. They have the height. They have the speed in Dexter Lou. Uh, I wish they could play like this every game, though, but sometimes their shooting is just not there. And thankfully this week it was there for them because if it wasn't, I wouldn't have been shocked if this game went into overtime. It would have been like, uh, oh, what was the, what was that low-scoring game that happened earlier this year that was just super ugly? Ozone Orcas? Yeah, that it, it could have been like that. Like, oh, my yeah. God. It could have been something like that if uh, Orcas had such a bad shooting night, but they held it together. Yeah, and shout-out to uh, the Orcas for coming back strong after they played two weeks in a row, played horrible, combined for, like, 70, 80 points in those two games. And then, obviously, last week they get the free win uh, with Sin City not showing up. So it was really, like, a, almost a month of them not playing well at all. And then uh, they come out here. Uh, and they put out a great performance. Dexter Liu playing like an all-star. Gio Diaz, um, I don't know if I've seen numbers like this from him all season. Unbelievable, 25 points. Uh, so overall, unbelievable win for them. This is a really big momentum builder. I think this pushed them into like fourth or fifth in our power rankings, which is just pretty great for a team that maybe people were thinking was like, I don't know, seventh, eighth, ninth best team in the league. Uh, so they're definitely proving some people wrong here. And good you, what have I been telling you guys these last few weeks? Their biggest issue is attendance. Uh, They don't always get people to show up. And you see when those two guys don't show up, it's a totally different team. Um, So we'll see. I'm sure they'll be around next week, uh, which is pretty necessary uh, if if they plan on uh, making a good run in the playoffs like they're very capable of. I need the Orcas to put up 81 points next week, please. (laughs) We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna explain why yeah, later. We'll get into that. I wonder um, why. And then the, then the last game of the week, um, 
Ball Don't Lie versus Stampede, two teams at the bottom of the standings, but um, two teams that have had their, their good move, moments throughout the season. Um, Ball Don't Lie, this is a team I'm actually starting to kind of love. Um, they have a great Twitter presence. They put together their own highlight reel. Um, just kind of a, a positive team that, honestly, tons of highlight plays from them. So um, I actually love watching Ball Don't Lie play. Uh, especially when Grant Rosenberg and Ellis and Harrison Igo and the Hebrew Hammer, Jake Abrams, they all get it going. It's it's a fun team to watch. So, yeah, they come out on top here, 69 to, to 59. That's a nice win. Um, I still think they're capable of, of playing better. Um, but what do you guys think about Bull Don't Lie? Because this is a team that I was not so hot on them probably three weeks ago, but they're definitely coming around for me now. Uh, ball don't lie, I think out of like that bottom scrum of teams where you got like ball don't lie, Stampede, Mambas, Warriors, Sin City, the teams like that, Orcas maybe in there. I, I sort of start to favor ball don't lie. I think these past couple weeks they've gotten a lot of the guys on the team involved. They got bench players out there playing well. Um Excuse me. Unfortunately, I, I can't load the box scores for this game either, but I know that Ellis uh, was draining threes this week. He was just money from beyond the line. Uh, Rosenberg, yeah, Rosenberg did his thing, you know, per usual. I think maybe a little less scoring than we usually see from him. Yes, but, I mean, yeah, I don't think the Stampede is um that amazing of a team. I thought that Fr- French came late, but when he got in – he changed the game for the stampede. He's a great player. And so is their big man. I think his last name is Allen. Uh, He was, they, they have a pretty good connection to pick and roll high to low offense, but um, overall, yeah, ball don't lie. is just starting to show a little bit of sign of life here. And I wonder if if they could be a team that uh, if they, you know, get somewhat of a favorable matchup in that first round, if they could pull off the upset, would they, I'm not going to put the, my money on it, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't really want to play them either. Yeah, you guys. You guys should honestly. They can cut this part out, but you guys should like say something nice because then they're gonna clip it and put it on on Twitter. So I'm kind of like, I'm trying to get in Ball Don't Lie's good graces now because I I like seeing them just post the videos of us on Twitter. So just say something good. Like I think Ball Don't Lie can be a championship contender. What do you think, Kyle? Well, they really love listening to me. Clearly. Um... They've taken two of my biggest points that I made this year at the beginning of the season. When I talked to some of the players, they told me that they never met for practice. It's clearly shown that they've practiced because they're winning games, 69 points in a game, shooting smartly. And Alice is listening to me. When you shoot 80% from the field, you're going to win games. He took my clip and threw it on Twitter. Um, uh, I got to see who they're playing next week. I'm not going to say who they're playing, though. Uh, oh, that's interesting. They might, if Sin City can show up, they might get a free, they they might get a win. Yeah. Um, Ellis, keep up the good work. Keep shooting 80%, please. Uh, Grant, please keep doing the same thing you've been doing because when you two work together, it ignites the, uh, the rest of the team around you guys. Chemistry builds up. Uh, and everyone's role is elevated, and it's clearly shown it can carry you to a win next week and maybe a deep run into the playoffs. You can clip that and throw that on Twitter. (laughs) Beautiful.
I want Bald on Lie tatted on my wrist. <laughs> I'm gonna name my firstborn Bald on Lie. Anyway, Ball's not um, lying right now. Ball's no, not lying. It's right not. Now. And you know what? I think they have a good argument that they should be over Sin City in the power rankings at the moment. Uh, they're below them. I think Sin City should probably probably go to right before the bottom since they haven't shown up. But uh, that's neither here or there. Either way, um, ready to get into these week seven matchups. But before we get into those, um, just quickly, player of the week. Who do you think is the player of the week? Uh, how about besides Brian Hester? Because apparently thousands of people think he's the player of the week. So <laughs> give me someone else that was the player of the week for you. Matt, you want to go first? I, uh, I actually need, I I actually need to think about this. I'm trying to think as well. All right. Well, I can um, go well actually, I got mine. Uh, I'm so going to say it. I'm going to say it. I got one Brandon well. Sweeney. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Well, good thing I said it first. Uh, it's great to see that he was the leader for the halfway crooks to show up, uh, drop almost 30 points, uh, be able to get a lot of rebounds too, and lead this offense that was frankly struggling over the last few weeks. Uh, hopefully they can put up the same kind of performance next week. I'm very hopeful. Uh, again, it takes a, a player or two to really elevate this team and uh, they can hit their shots. Uh, they just need to, get players wide open, pass the ball around, let the play develop as it happens. And when you get back down on defense, play defense, no open shots, aggressiveness, uh, two, three zone, maybe might help a little bit of strategy with four guys. You're going to play a two, three zone. That's interesting. Yeah. Two, two, two zone. Yeah. Okay. There we go. All right. I I was going to say Brandon Sweeney, um, but I'm going to give this one to Gino 40. Oh, mine. Um, it took yours? Yeah. I mean, it. yeah, I mean, you don't want to give it to Brian Hessen. How about the guy who's right behind him and that secondary scoring 20 points from him? That's giant difference in this game. Um, and it's really special coming from a guy who more of the – he's like a pass-first point guard. So he might not score that much, but he influenced a lot this week. Obviously, a huge win for them. So he's my player of the week. So now, who are you going to say now that we just knocked out the three big ones? Well, I had another one on my mind, but uh, Gino definitely deserved the love because he was telling me a few weeks ago, like he was struggling. He hasn't played basketball this bad in a while. And, um, you know, obviously, unbelievable game. They don't beat the they don't beat Lob City without that 20 point performance. So shout out to him. Um, But I'm going to go with Dexter Lou. He's just a guy. He brings the electricity on the court. Tons of energy. Um, this is a guy that, you know, a few years ago, he was good for, I don't know, like 9, 10, 11 points a game. I don't really remember his averages. But um, this year you're seeing a guy that's more like 16, 17 points a game, uh, five, six rebounds. And he had a, a great 22-point win this week, 22-point uh, uh, game in their, in their huge win over good use. So I think he definitely deserves some love, um, as well as his teammate, Gio Diaz, 25-point game. So, that was a great game for them, uh, and I definitely think they deserve some recognition for it. Um, so, those are the players of the week, even though we know it's Brian Heston by uh, about 27 landslides. Uh, shout out to all those guys who had great weeks. Now, I'm just glad I'm just glad none of you all said uh, anyone from the Duguay's boys. <laughs> it gets a little played out. You know, the, those were just average games for them, even though they were – Yeah, it wasn't even, like, exceptional games from them. Yeah even though it was still, for everyone else, they're pretty nasty games. Um, all right, now on to week seven. 
we're starting off with a great game, um, especially if if Good U can get all their fellows there. Good U versus Ozone Boys. To me, this feels like a toss-up, really. These are two teams that have lost uh, back-to-back games, but these are two teams that are clearly in the top half of the league. So a little hard to gauge them right now. Um, obviously not playing their best ball at the moment, either of them, but these are two teams that I just feel are extremely equal. They play very good defense. Um, they're both pretty athletic. Um, and I think they match up against each other pretty well. What do you guys think? This one is definitely tough. Um, I think I'm just going to say or make this prediction as if both teams got their full squads because we mm-hmm. all know that if either of those teams are missing some of their best players, it's totally different. I'm going to take good you. Um, I think it's about time before playoffs they get a bounce back win. And the oh, this Ozone Boys schedule is not doing them any favors. I mean, they will go from werewolves, DA boys to good you. I mean, that is a rough skid. Uh, so I'm, I'm gonna take good you if they get Matt Massey and hours back and they get that offense flowing again. I could see them with like a, a seven or eight point margin. Okay, for me. I'm going to take the Ozone boys because I know their entire squad will show up to the game. And we saw a lot of uh, a lot of highlights from them in this uh, in the uh, game against the Duguay's boys. Uh, uh, despite them losing, we saw a lot of highlights. We saw uh, I forget. Someone did a th- threw it in between one of the Duguay's players legs right to um, another guy trailing and went in for the slam. Uh, we saw two posterizing dunks and a lot of alley oops. Um, they did they did hold their own. I mean, ten points is basically like a two point loss to to them when you go up against the Duguay's boys. If you really think about it, um, yeah, uh, I think the Ozone boys will show up. Uh, their entire squad will. They're going to play their team game like they usually do, and they're going to win this game and. This is going to be a little outlandish, though, but I think Ozone, if everything else falls into place because they're only two spots away, I think they, they can get that four spot and get that bye. It's it's very possible. Um, I think Oz, I, I honestly, in my in my heart, feel like this is kind of a pick em because just so know we're going to get out of good you these days. Ozone boys, um, you know, they're going to play you tough every single week, even if they lose. I'm honestly on the Ozone boys this week. I think that they're going to squeak out a W here. I think that good you just – I don't know if they're not as committed as they used to be or, or whatever it is, but um, I think Ozone boys just just pull this one out. I think they're, they're just a little bit more into it. And, you know, since the, I feel like these teams are equal, I think uh, the team that has their heart in it a little bit more might come out on top. So I'm taking Ozone. Matt's on good you. Kyle, you're on Ozone. We'll see what happens. Uh, it's going to be an unbelievable game either way. Good chance to be the game of the week, that's for sure. Um, and here's a game that's definitely not going to be uh, one of the games of the week. Uh, two teams coming off of losses, um, but one team that's looking at about a 16-game eh, losing streak, and the other that's just on a one-game losing streak. This is uh, Mambas versus Lob City. This – we got to expect is, is a blowout lob city here is trying to lock up the two seed uh, Mamba's obviously they're, they're going to end up with the, with the 12 seed here. 
So I, I think this is going to be probably the biggest line we've ever made. I'm thinking this is probably <laughs> going to be a 35, 40 point line in my opinion, just because I think a lot of cities going to be like, all right, boys, we got to snap out of this. We played like garbage back to back weeks. Uh, not to say they played garbage last week, but you know, taking, you know, halfway crooks life and death and then um, losing to the werewolves was a team that maybe they should have beat. Uh, you got to assume they're going to come in really hungry this week and probably blow the Mambas off the floor. What do you guys think? Give me the Mamba. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, get out of here. Uh, yeah, this is Lob City. Uh, 30 points easily. I'm sorry to say this in the Mamba. There's not really much you can say here. I mean, this is an obvious pick. If the Mambas beat Lob City, then I, I don't know. I'll do something ridiculous. I can't think of anything right now. But, right. Like, there, there's no way. There's no way. It, unless Lob City just, like, doesn't show up. Or what Kyle said, they rest all their players, which I really don't think they will. I think – you're right in the fact they're just going to snap out of it and really try to spank the Mambas this week. So I think that's what's going to happen. I want to make this one simple. You all really are um, – I, I, I want to say, obviously, Lab City wins, though, but you all are disrespecting the Mambas with that huge, huge line. Uh, I want to be respectful to the Mambas. Uh, they've played tight games this year. Uh, they've had opportunities to win, but things happen. There's been slip-ups. It's been a tough year for everyone just trying to get back into it, obviously, except for the Duguay boys. So I'm going to take a nice, respectable 20-point line. All right. Well, let's just say that the line ends up being at about 30 then after what we all say. Um, I'm going to take Lob City to cover that, and I'm going to make a bold prediction here and say Jose Mercado goes over 50 points here and pushes his all-time scoring uh, record of, of 62 points. I'm not saying he's going to get it, but I'm saying he's going to go over 50 points here. They're not going to be able to stop him, and he's going to come really close to his all-time record. Uh, I think it's very, very possible in this game. I, I see this being a more team game. I see him dropping at least 30, and I see everyone else dropping at least 10 to 15. I think there's going to be some stat padding here for the rest of the players who's Points per game and every all those other categories may not be looking so good. Yeah, we'll see. I I would just love to see that because when you see some guy put on that statistical like massive game, uh, it's pretty awesome to watch. So we'll see if they just feed them or if it's going to be you know everyone putting up 15, 20 points. Either way, I got Lob City by forty. Um, but but we'll see. Maybe the Mambas will, will prove me wrong and prove Kyle right, but. I doubt it. Um, if the Mambas beat Lobster this week, give them the keys to the league. They are the new commissioner. Joey Zoko is no more. <laughs> I don't even know who Joey Zoko is, but uh, <laughs> it's a good pronunciation. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I feel like I did say it wrong. <laughs> it's all good. Who cares? You guys, he's scoring three points a game. I, we don't even know his name. Uh <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hey, Joey's what 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 I say? Zoko, I think it's Zako. Oh, really? Oh my god. Yeah. But it's fine. Um Three now into, he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much true. Um so Duye's boys versus Orcas. Um Orcas, like we talked about many times tonight, huge win last week. Duye's boys 
um, already have the first spot locked up. So this could be interesting here. Um, Orcas are playing for one of those buys like you guys are talking about. Um, I'm going to set this line, in my opinion, a lot closer than I would in, in a normal week. I think this is probably uh, a 10-point line. Maybe in another week I would set it closer to 20, but uh, I just think that Duye's boys aren't going to be going all out. They're going to be resting. Unlike, you know, you mentioned about Lob City, I think Duye's boys actually might do a little bit of resting this week, uh, try and keep everybody healthy, um, while Orcas will probably be going all out. So I think it's going to be uh, probably a 10-point line. It's decent here. Here's the thing. The Duye boys, they want to rest, but, I mean, they don't have too much to rest. I mean, they don't have too many options, I should say, to rest those players. I mean, last week they had six people, Shane Patrick, the the two bench players combined for zero points. Right. So it's like you still want to get a win. So they might just have to play their full squad. Will they go 100%? Maybe not. But – yeah, obviously they want to rest, but they don't really have the players to go in there for them. So I'm, but I'll agree on the ten point line because I think that the Orcas have something to fight for, and the Duye boys are again they might go in the coast mode this week just because there's no need to go all out. So I agree with that. Um, Duye's boys they they need to rest. Um, how bad do you want to say Orcas by twenty? I know you no, don't. I don't want to say or- – I, I do believe the Orcas will win, though. The, the Duguay's boys would be very stupid to play their entire squad because we've seen in games like these before in NBA and the professional leagues where people get injured in games that really just do not matter. The Duguay's boys are clearly the number one. They can't lose number one. Who cares about the undefeated record? They're going for the championship. Rest your players, take the L. You're playing next week against another light team that they well, know who, they, they can be. Playing? They had six guys last week. Who Who's playing? That means two of the starters still have to play. Run four. John, <laughs> Vincent and John, go take your rest. Go, go, go take a vacation. Go relax. Okay. Quarterfinals, the 17th of August. You'll be there. Rest. Go take your break. You've done hard work. <laughs> We're saying all this, but something tells me Duye's boys are going to show up and, you know, Vincent and John will play like another 30 minutes in this game. Um, we'll see. I don't really know what to expect, but I don't think Duye's boys wants to lose this unbeaten streak. I think they want to be undefeated, undisputed uh, Legacy League champions of the world uh, once again. So we'll if something see. if something happens to John, to John and them, I'm going to say I told you so. I've seen it happen numerous times in sporting events. I want the Duguay's boys. This is going to – I do, actually do want them to win because they – I do want them to win. I mean, they've they've won each game fair and square, though. I may not okay. like them. I have respect for them. Okay. Fair enough. I, I thought you were going to try and, uh, you know, what, what was it, Nancy Carrion thing? <laughs> Maybe take out John Kutu in the parking lot after. <laughs> Uh, that's that's looking like your best chance now to uh to to save some face, but yeah, and then have the Duguay's boys just uh attack me in the parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That'd be another win for them. All right, uh, RI Warriors versus Halfway Crooks. Um, Crooks playing very good basketball these last few weeks, even though they're one and one. Great fight they put up against Lob City. Um, then the beatdown they put up against the Mambas. Uh, Warriors 
I think they've won about three straight now. Uh, I could be wrong, but they, they've been playing really well. And obviously last week was a wash, uh, again, the free W. But the Warriors, in my opinion, have to be favored here. Um, but they don't have to be favored by a lot. I'm thinking like six, seven points in favor of the Warriors just because they've been more consistent all year. Um, but the Crooks, they can definitely win this game, in my opinion. Uh, I gotta go. Ari Warriors by fifteen. Crooks are just Jeez. such a yeah. I, I, the Crooks are just such a weird team. They're just like a team I I haven't really been able to wrap my mind around. They they do they have a struggle against the good teams though, but they like to bully uh the bad. Well, I don't want to say the bad teams though, but the teams that are slightly below under them. Um, uh, it's so weird. I got to take the RA Warriors. Uh, this game can mean a lot because uh, they could potentially lose the bye week, and you don't want to see that happen. You want to make sure that's secured up, and this is a great game to have that secured. So take advantage of it. 15-point win for the Warriors. Wow. I'm going to take Crooks this week. Um, I liked what I saw, and granted, honestly, I, ha- I haven't just been on the Warriors court for a couple weeks here. So I'm almost kind of forgetting, you know, some of their guys and everything. I'm kind of just going based off stats and standings, which is not what you always want to do. But thinking about the Crooks, I mean, they're kind of starting to find a groove now. They know their strengths, get it inside. They have shooters if the shooters want to show up, <clears throat> Joey. But um, <laughs> for, for, the, for the most part, I think the Crooks can get the, the – <laughs> Oh, we're bullying Joey so bad. Dude's getting cooked in his own league. I think the Crooks could get this win. Uh, I just have a feeling. Um, Jared's been playing well, too. Uh, I don't know. I, I think they could beat the Warriors this week, and, and then Joey's going to walk around saying, you don't want to face us in the playoffs. Like, okay, Joey. But I, got, I, I got the Crooks this week. But I'll, I'll, say, I'll say about, like, five, though. All right. So, I think maybe we meet at, like, Warriors uh, Warriors by five favorited then since uh, we had two on one side and one on the other. Um, and the one thing I'll say for the Warriors to win this game is when we've seen the halfway crook struggle is when there's a big man that can match up with Brandon Sweeney and Dylan Lincoln. Uh, the Warriors have that. They have the size. Kevin Figueroa is going to cause them problems. Uh, we're not going to – I don't think we're going to see another 27, 28-point game from Brandon Sweeney here, um, or you know, unless Kevin Figueroa doesn't show up. But he's just such a big body. He's so big and strong. Um, he's been dominant in the paint. I think that's what gives the Warriors the edge. I think that's why, in my mind, they're going to win this game by about three or four possessions. Um, but I think this is going to be one of the closer games this week for sure. It'd be weird if he didn't show up. This is a great opportunity for him to score at least 40 points. He can go off, and this is a great team to do it against. Mm. All right. Um now we're going to be moving on to, besides Duye's boys, the hottest team in the league, the Werewolves. Um, I just love the way they've been playing the last few weeks. Two huge back-to-back wins, obviously, we've talked about it in depth. Um, and now they kind of get a game where they, they can coast a little bit. Um, Stampede, you know, they're, they're, they're an okay team, but this is an easy win for the Werewolves. This is a 25-point a win, in my opinion. Uh Maybe the only thing that can make it a little bit more competitive is uh, Dan Heston versus Brian Heston. So we got a brother versus brother matchup. Uh, so maybe 
based on that, I'll, I'll change my line about three points. So werewolves favored by 22. That's, uh, that's how I do my math there. Um, but yeah, I got werewolves heavy in this game. Uh, they, they just been too good and, and stampede have just been too inconsistent for me. Yeah, that's, that's a good line. Werewolves getting really, really hot at the right time. Um, I, I think they spanked the stampede in all honesty. I think it could get to 30, but, um, and the, the werewolves still have something to fight for besides like we talked about the DA's boys, how they might rest some people, the werewolves that they, they started out 0-2, so they got to make up for those losses and they they're trying to get that two seed. Right. So I don't think they take any breaks this week and they really go all out. I, I think a 30 point line is honestly not that unimaginable. For me, Brian Heston, he's going to be player of the week again next week, but this time it's going to be with, and this may sound a little outlandish, though, but I believe he can get a triple-double. I truly he believe he can get a triple-double the first 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 time we'll see it in the league this year. This week. Yeah. yeah, why not Why not do it again? Stampede, uh, they had a lot of sloppy turnovers this week, and uh, frankly, they were just so unavoidable. Why can't Brian Heston take advantage of the boards, assist, and who knows, he might end up with the – with a few steals, maybe above five, I'll even say. He got three last week. Why not get a quadruple double? Yeah, <laughs> it'll be like David Robinson. Yeah, yeah it'll be like uh, one of those those uh, Wilt Chamberlain uh, stat lines, 62 points, 37 rebounds, 51 blocks. Um, but I know Brian Heston listens to the uh, pod, so uh, I'd be interested to see uh, if maybe, you know, we gave him a little motivation now to go for that triple-double. He's a real he's a real team player, so so we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting. I might I'm gonna say one more Ashland outlandish thing. Joker. If he gets the triple double uh next week and he gets player of the week next week, uh I don't know how this shouldn't happen though, but I believe he should be MVP of this league. That that's wow. not outlandish to me. That's not outlandish at all, honestly. He's been MVP before, he's got a good chance again. He's got his name right in the conversation now. I, I think if he puts up a performance like that next week, it should lock it up for him. I don't know who else could compete against him unless someone else decides to have such a big week that we just forget about his somehow, but it's going to be hard. We'll definitely see. Matt, any, got any more opinions on this game, or are you just thinking big blowout? Yeah, I'm thinking big blowout. I don't, I don't really see how Stampede could stop the werewolves. Yeah. If, if they, they can't even beat Ball, don't lie. So, yeah, I think werewolves pretty pretty strong here. Uh, they they know that they're playing for a buy. They they want that two seed. So uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, werewolves, man, they're they're really impressive. How how they kind of came back from the dead. Um, and now I think Stampede is going to be the one getting stampeded in this game. Unfortunately. Oh, you love that. Yeah, sorry, I had to do it to him. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, last game of the week. Uh, two teams, um, although, you know, Ball Don't Lie there. They're title contenders, but not really. Um, Ball Don't Lie versus versus Sin City. This is, you know, again, I'm not going to bet on Sin City until they actually show up to the game. Uh, we were right to not do that last week. We're all like, I don't know if we're gonna, they're going to show up. They didn't. Um, and I've just loved what I've seen from Ball Don't Lie. I love the energy. I love the online presence. And I love the highlights. So I got Ball Don't Lie in this game by uh, – well, either two points because it's just going to be a 2-0 win 
or if not my uh, real line, if they actually play this game is about six and a half, seven points. I don't know if it's just me, but I want Ball Don't Lie to, to smack them if, if they show up because they're Great. close in the standings and Ball Don't Lie has been like grinding, trying to find a groove and Sin City just took two weeks off to Cabo. So I really want, I, I really want Ball Don't Lie to just come out here and make a statement. So I'm going to ride that ambition and I'm going to say Ball Don't Lie 15. Wow. Oh, Ooh. Come on, somebody to make a hot take tonight. I like it. Give me really, my, my hot, my hot takes weren't enough. 30 ball. Grant Rosenberg, 30 ball. I don't know if that I, is. I, could, I could potentially see that happening. I mean, do you, Alice would just have to completely just like, you know, he'd say, here, here you go, Grant. Here, take here's your 30 points. You'd have to not like contribute that much. That's I the like, thing, though. I like Ellis. Shout out to Ellis. But like this week was really the only week where he like truly popped off. I mean, I, if I'm not mistaken, it's been great. Really, really, really well. But yeah. Ellis is finding his groove. Um, like I said before, the Hebrew Hammer, he's been playing well. Last week wasn't his best, but I know he'll, he'll come back strong. Um, I kind of like I kind of like how how you said that. They were in Cabo and Ball Don't Lie has been grinding. Um, I, I think Sin City, if they do play, they'll be rusty. I think Ball Don't Lie, uh, honestly, they finished the, the season on a three-game winning streak, uh, and they and they win this game by about 10 points here. I feel pretty good about it, honestly. It, it's crazy to think that Ball Don't Lie, we really uh, didn't really think they were able to do much this year. We thought they were going to be like the Mambas down at the bottom. It's going to be uh, bottom the battle for the toilet bowl, as I call it, the bottom two teams. Now they have the opportunity to be uh, – right in the dead middle of the standings. And uh, maybe if everything goes their way, they could potentially play against the uh, the loser of good U Ozone boys. And I'd be quite interested to see that matchup. Yeah, I think that's – I think it's definitely interesting. Ball don't lie. If they win this game, they definitely hadn't – they wouldn't have beaten anyone. You know, they would have beaten the 10th, 11th, and 12th teams in our power rankings. Um but with that momentum, I think that can definitely give them the chance to win a playoff game. Uh, they're just an intriguing team, man. I, I really like this team, and I'm interested to see uh, what can happen because they're definitely going to be playing on Wednesday. Uh, so, so I'm interested to see their matchup and uh, how they can fare there. This game, I definitely have them winning, though. I have them winning by – how much do I want to have them win by? I'll do, I'll do five points. Five point win for Ball Don't Lie. So I think that that makes the line about eight or nine. Um, probably just say eight. And I, and I think that uh, Ball Don't Lie does cover that. Um, so yeah. Uh, and I and I know that Matt thinks that they're going to cover that. And I Give guess. Maybe Ball Don't Lie this week. Yeah. You're on them. You're on them heavy. And I like it. And Kyle, you're, uh, are you on us in City here? You're going to actually bet on the team that doesn't show up? Oh, no, I, I, I do want ball on line. I want ball on line by five. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to a big playoff implications this week. It's going to be uh, a really awesome week. Uh, We're going to have a long post. We're going to have a long uh, post game show next week. Yeah, might be going on for two hours. There's going to be so much to talk about, but uh, I'm excited because. Wait, wait, so it's, it's a regular game Tuesday, and then playoffs start Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're gonna have a lot to talk about. 
Yeah, so just, think just first round. Yes, yeah, so it's going to be uh, – I think it's going to be four – or what is it going to be, five through 12 on Wednesday. And then next mm-hmm. week starts kind of the playoffs with the, the teams that have the buys as well. So uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's definitely going to be fun. Uh, but we're definitely going to be busy. So we're going to have to grind here. Uh, everyone else is going to have to grind here. And uh, we'll see who comes out on top, man. This is the fun part of the season. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for uh, joining me once again. Thanks for everyone listening. Real quick for like one yeah. minute. Real quick. Don't think too much about it. You have to pick your champion right now. Who are you taking? Easy I'll go first. <laughs> Werewolves. Wow. Wow. I like it. Kyle, how about you? Man? I got to go with Matt. I like the werewolves. Come on. Holy Come on. crap. I'm not gonna choose the two gay boys. Come on, come <laughs> on! Disrespect me enough this year. I'm not gonna no, give them respect to, on winning. You're never allowed to pick them. Um, <laughs> obviously, I'm gonna go with the Duyes boys. Um, but if Bull Don't Lie want to clip this, Bull Don't Lie is winning the championship. All right. Um, so yeah, I'm going with the favorite. You guys are going with the with the dark horse. I love this. Um, man, it's gonna be a fun few weeks. So. Buckle up, boys. Get ready for the ride. Um, Everyone else, thanks for listening to the uh, Low Post Pod. See you next week. See ya.